Welcome to an O Brother Classics, where we bring back the most listened to episodes from the past. With your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. This episode is Time Passes. Hola. Hello. What's new? Oh, a little bit of everything. Uh, work has, you know, significantly calmed down. But uh, it's a short week for me, thankfully, because we'll be up in Missouri Thursday-ish night for festivitudes. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, excited and get ready for that. So, you know, you, uh, yeah, other than that, really about really about all I got. Planned that is. Okay. Nothing, nothing too, too spectacular just yet. Hmm. Can't can't ruin all of the uh, the excitement or fun. Sure. Sure. Eh. <laughs> We're still waiting on Brandon to get on. What? What is he doing? What's uh? What has been life? life like for you up there well we're getting ready for two inches of snow yeah what the heck it was nice and sunny in like in the 60s today and then people are like oh it's supposed to snow on tuesday i'm like why why is that a thing i know i don't like it and i don't know i don't know why Like, I like the snow, but I don't like it that much. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Oh. Oh. I may need to pause. Well, not pause, but I may need to. uh... Restart so Brandon can get on. No, Brandon's just on. Yay! Just it's slow. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, <clears throat> there may be a dog whining downstairs, or child, no. or both. <laughs> <laughs> no, no children downstairs. I'm up. So. There may be a, be right. maybe a middle in the middle of this. I may need to relocate, but for the time being, we should be fine. That's right. We'll time out. <laughs> we'll take a time out. <laughs> Everything's fine. So how's it going? Other than whining dogs? Uh, well, we were just talking about how it's going to snow tomorrow. That's exciting, right? You ready for more snow angels and brutally cold weather and April for some reason, like I <laughs> so it's supposed to be a wet snow too. So um, it's, it's to gonna be, be gross. Be good for a snowball fight. There we go. Mild. So yeah, we'll see. It'll be nasty, but hopefully the roads will be fine. Since it was so hot today. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't imagine how anything's gonna stick. It's just gonna be unpleasant. 
Yeah. Well, if it's like slushy, you know, how it can just be like blahy. Oh, yeah. It won't like stick, but it'll just be like a slushy mess. Yeah. That's not helpful. Well, even though it won't be like super slick, it'll just be slushy and kind of not great. So hopefully we avoid some of that. But, you know, other than taking your snow boots back out of the closet, then how's it been? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, let me see. My goodness. We. Um, hmm, what did I do? What's, what's been going on? Uh, <laughs> oh, same. I did, a, I, did a drop in, <laughs> I did a drop in check for a lady and, um, where she was like, oh, I need you to check on our dog. And we were like, great. He's like, oh, that's what I do. <laughs> there are three of them. And the last time we checked on there, there was two, and we kept on waiting for more information on the third one, and we just like literally never got it. And then it was time to do the drop in check and showed up. Oh, <laughs> it was just the adorable little beagle that they added, and so it was kind of weird because like I was trying to send the update and be like, and Coco is really great, and Ioki is really fun, and other dog, and the third dog, <laughs> the third one. <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, we his name's Milo, and he's." You know, we caught him because we missed Lang, and I was like, "Oh yeah, so okay." It was kind of weird doing that whole process, and then like <laughs> never like then got to the point where it's kind of awkward to ask who the third dog was. <laughs> well, that's true, right? You're already there. You're like, "Hey, so you gonna tell me about this dog or what?" Like, do I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, "Hey, have you seen Milo and Otis at the grass?" <laughs> being from Korea <laughs> would respond with I'm sorry what <laughs> say no Korean. I don't know what you're talking about no say, that's okay we don't know either <laughs> fine tell you about the video game <laughs> <laughs> just make this more awkward <laughs> yes <laughs> oh man it's uh, great stuff Aaron what have you been up to down there well, work has significantly gotten better. Uh, I'm not on call anymore, and it's not as chaotic. Way, uh, but it's but it's also Monday, so that doesn't really mean much. True. Um, so, what did I do? What did I do this weekend? Oh my gosh, I don't. I can't. I can't remember what we did this weekend. Um, I don't think it was anything like too extravagant or too crazy, but it was you know just kind of hung out. Um, getting ready for this weekend's, or this coming weekend's festivities, um, with the cherry. Oh, is this cherry blossom festival time? Is it time for um, your Instagram live debut? Is that what? Something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm ready for it. I got, I got my second COVID shot this week. Well, hey. Thursday, I think. Which I'm not too thrilled about because the first one like really knocked me on my keister. So Ooh, really. I don't. Yeah, it, I was I was down for the count for a good like day. Really? Um, with it, which some people are like, "Oh, it must be you already have it." Like, I don't care. Then and and then plus yeah. that plus um, allergies started to kick in. I was like, "That's <laughs> I just can't." I just yeah, that's. <laughs> 
my allergy's been terrible. Like, yeah, I, had like a, I had a meeting and I was just, I, I had myself on mute and every time I talk, it'd be like a quick, quick, uh, you know, blurb and then I'd mute myself. And then after meeting people are like, Oh, why don't you keep muting yourself? Like, you want to hear me sneeze? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, what, like that's what would have happened. Like, you know, Blow my nose 87,000 times. is Exactly. So <laughs> get one or the other people. No, that's fair. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that'll be, that, be interesting to see how you go because yeah I, mine was fine and then Susan's was like blam blah her second one got her for a while yeah. so hopefully it'll be all good yeah I'm, I'm not like I'm I'm excited to finally get it but at the end of the day I'm also not like super happy I'm like oh you know this will be good for me blah 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. So we'll, we'll we'll just see what happens. Like, well, and sometimes, like, some people, like, the first one gets them, and then the second one, they're like, okay, I'm good now. That's, like, and that's what, so. that's what Shelby told me. It's like, well, you know, if you had, yeah, this one, like, the, the next one should be much easier. Like, I don't want to risk it. But, yeah. So it'll be interesting. We'll yeah. See. Updates to come. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited just to get it over with. True. Do you have a, a for real clinic, or do you get to go through a super sweet drive-through shot clinic like I went? Uh, Shelby got to go through the drive through a clinic or for a drive-through one. Our clinic. So with us, we could either we could have picked our location, and I didn't know after the fact that we could have been paid for the mileage because all of my oh. coworkers. Went to Pick Oklahoma the City. Furth- furthest one. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "Well, that's nice. stupid. Why are you doing that?" And they're like, "No, like we get, like, like we get mileage for." It. I was like, oh, I didn't, know, yeah. that. I didn't know that. I would have What the heck? Why didn't you tell me, guys? Come on. And so they they all went down there, and so I should have I should have down there, but uh, they a lot of them went down there and got all their stuff taken care of, and so. I I settled for the closer one, but it's it's in a weird office that I've like never been to. But they're like, oh, everyone's been here. I'm like, no, I haven't. I've never <laughs> not, seen not, not everyone. And so, of course, I get there, and the little security lady is like, "How come you don't know where you're going?" Oh, yeah, I don't know. I gotta get my shot. People yelling at me, and I just just want to get my shot. You know, and that's all I want. Uh, so it, it's been it's been an ordeal. Like every time I've gone. I'm like, I just want my shot. I'm sorry to be such a pain. I don't mean to. Um, but yeah, that's kind of been, <laughs> it's been an other chaos the entire time of of going down there and then like, it's a place I've never been. And some people are like really cranky with me and like, well, how come you don't have your badge? And my guy didn't know I needed one. I'm sorry. They're like, ah, you're such a burden. I'm like, I'm not, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mean to be. It's fine. Yeah. Don't been, hide your been. office in a secret out of the way spot. No one will have. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, that that's been the the crux of my you know, adventuring so far this week. Oh, nice. Pretty oh, good yeah. though. I'm, I'm 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 thrilled just yeah like I said just to get it done and out of the way and you no. Know, won't have to worry about it anymore. And then some people are like, oh, well, we need to get the follow-up shot. And I'm like, it's too much work. I don't want to do that. Uh, well, we'll see how it goes from there. But Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll, let's do this one first, and then we'll go from there. 
Like, yeah, I, right, I, I was so. trying to just get it, get it done, take care of. So no big deal. Yes, I felt the same way. It's kind of like okay, this step is accomplished. So now I feel like better about things mm-hmm. in general. So you know. People were like, "Oh yeah, if you if you had if you had the first shot and it it got to you, you know, that must have been you already have it." I've heard I that. Awesome. So yeah, we'll see. So if I, yeah, so I did. Awesome. Not you know. Okay. Really different. Be all right. Fine. Just give me just give me my shot and let me go home. Be done. Video game. Yes. Yeah, that's all I want. And then go to a cherry blossom festival and to see blossom. cherry blossoms for some reason. In Marshfield. Well. <laughs> in Marshfield. So. <laughs> no, yeah, my weekend wasn't very exciting either. It was finally like, well, after all the adventure of last weekend and uh, the week, this weekend was just like, ah, I'm going <laughs> to just sit here. A whole lot of only. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I did. Uh, however, well, we can save the bulk of this particular topic for another day because, uh, you know, it's this podcast's favorite topic, one of them. Uh, but I did definitely fall down the rabbit hole, I guess, or hobbit hole of uh, Lord of the Rings lore videos on YouTube. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> this is fascinating. They're so good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't did, know. You watch, did you watch the CGB, CGP Grey uh, one? Uh, no, I think I missed that one. I've been watching like so many, but there was not CG, uh him because I've seen some of his stuff before okay. about other topics. It is. I'll have to look it up because I think I follow his channel. Maybe <clears throat> not actively for 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 about a year. Yeah, I haven't really been watching his keeping up with his stuff. But yeah, I watched a bunch of other stuff. There's a lot more than I thought, and so I watched like a billion. I'm just like, oh, that's really interesting. I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, why is that? So I watched a bunch of stuff like that. I might have ordered a new Lord of the Rings art book. Um, I might. <laughs> are you are you getting up for the most expensive uh, TV series of all time? Oh man, yeah, heck yeah! <laughs> but uh, if it ever actually gets made, perhaps that'd be handy instead of just like talked about forever. <laughs> no, they're going to spend more. That's money what some of these videos are talking about. They're like, maybe we'll see more in the Amazon TV show. You're like, yeah, if it ever happens, come on, guys, listen. <laughs> Please just make something. <laughs> Yeah, I'll settle for I'll settle for something else. Uh just make it better than the Russian Lord of the Rings one. Man, have you guys watched any of that yet? Yes. <laughs> no, I still that's, that's not <laughs> yes. my I haven't I haven't had that on okay. yet. Don't you know you might not be able to watch all two hours of it. It's oh. special. Uh but we yeah. gotta talk we gotta watch it at least a little bit because we get we yeah. gotta mention that not at some just point. The length of the movie we're talking about the quality of the movie too. Oh man, it's <laughs> It's hard to watch at some points. Also, um, I will just tell you, I watched it like right when it first came out, because yeah. obviously, uh, but I will. So maybe maybe somebody has fixed it or helped it since then. But the uh, the I will warn you, the uh, YouTube auto translate from Russian to English is not good. No, yeah, it's bad. Uh, so like, <laughs> I'm sure some people have gone through and added subtitles like captions by now but like the auto generated captions mm-hmm. wow <laughs> <laughs> not so bueno boss not so bueno it's just like uh what yeah 
<laughs> so that adds the experience of like hurting your brain because you're like looking at this like weird camera angle and then the the captions are like gibberish like what <laughs> what <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's right <laughs> something is definitely lost in translation here so just heads up for that if that's still the case they might have fixed it by now it's been a couple weeks but i doubt so it. put that one on the side burner but yes i've did that so i've been i've been all like talking out over the weekend like <laughs> nice stuff so i've been reading some of my similarillion right getting some of them <laughs> yeah <It's> like... <laughs> trying to find some of those other like random books that he put out later like oh yeah here's some other stuff might get some of those to add to my collection here so like <laughs> can read more strange things uh, <laughs> oh yeah So that's been fun. Again, since we have a main topic of conversation, we can set that one to the side. It's always a good one for the show, you right? Know, it uh, fits right in. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but we can save that topic for later because I have yeah. much to say about it, as always, and as, as we all do. Yeah. So, like, At all times. can't do it today, but yeah. got other things but, to talk about today. Today's topic is a oh, yes. challenge that uh, we convened in the super secret text channels uh, and uh, back skunk works offices uh, that we have here at the uh, O brother podcast um, empire. And it was to want an animated movie that was not from Japan or the U S was there any other stipulation? <laughs> yeah. It kind of came out of that. The well, we talk about animation a lot because uh, yeah. it's a well, again, it's another one of our favorite topics. Yeah. But it kind of came. The genesis of the idea came from that Rockadoodle episode. Yeah. Again, uh, the explaining Rockadoodle episode, yeah. where we had just talked about it the whole time, and I realized that <clears throat> every time we talk about it, we kind of get stuck in the same because it's our our favorite area, right? So we talk about a lot of the same things. We, we did the ranking of the mouse movies, and we did the talked about that and we've talked about a lot before uh, just here and there so <clears throat> i thought it you know we kind of thought it would be fun to kind of look outside of that area that we're familiar with and as we have already done a challenge about japanese animation and we have somewhat we have some limited background uh aaron has much more than i think myself for sure uh with japanese animation movies and television shows we decided to look other places on the globe to explore other animation uh, and see what was out there. So, uh, who wants to go first? I guess that's all. <laughs> well, I, I just some, just some preamble to this. Ooh, more preamble. Yes. Well, well, just just yeah. As far as exposure to to other animated, um, I completely forgot that the french love their animated films um in this process and i was because <laughs> i kept i was like oh yeah like that's a thing like i totally like at one point i remembered that or at least that was all that would be in like the foreign film section of rental places or whatever you'd find a french 
animated film every now and then. <clears throat> yeah, I had that same realization yeah. at some place. Like, oh yeah, the French do a lot of this stuff, don't they? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen one per se. I might have seen like a translated one and not known it. Yeah, yeah, that seems like in the realm of possibility. I think so. But as far as I'm aware. I had not actually ever watched right. any. Well, and part of that too is many of animated films and things like that are bought by Disney for rights to distribute in the U.S. Yeah, and so I think there's like a filter that's placed on us, or at least me, where I'm like, oh, it's got the Disney thing, so it's the U.S. Whatever. And yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dubbed, but I don't ever go back and realize. Oh no, actually. Um, and then and then on that. <clears throat> trying to find an animated like again not knowing the world of <laughs> animated anything really trying yes. to find something that a um i could watch um that was available <laughs> yeah that was a problem i noticed that that was a struggle that was a real slog and then b something that wasn't a um like a kids like cartoon not necessarily just cartoon network but like but like oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. right like like a children's a, movie children's movie right i don't yeah. want to watch yeah. something that was um <clears throat> oh what's the you, you know you guys know like aquanauts or whatever you know that yeah yeah thing. some like paw patrol nonsense right like yes yeah um like uh yeah i i have that gripe as well and i'm glad you brought that up because i almost forgot to mention i forgot to write that part down um <clears throat> yeah finding it is very difficult. Yeah. I don't, I don't, it shouldn't be this hard <laughs> to like, cause basically I had to like Google, uh, foreign animated films and I found a bunch of top 10 lists Yeah, and I had to go from there. Uh, you can't, again, my personality and again, I know this is like me. I am a browser, right? I like to browse my selections, peruse the aisle, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, on lots of these websites you can't filter by more than one criteria yeah and like anim animation is not one of the criteria so you can watch like foreign or like drama but you can't search for foreign drama and then you definitely can't add like an animation tag in there somewhere. I don't know why that's not a thing. You would think that'd be the easiest thing in the world. Like, yo, this is animated. We should make sure it's marked as animated so you can browse animated. And I think that goes what to kind of what Colin was talking about. Um, and we've talked about this before, but that kind of belief that animation equals kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it, and it, that it goes hand in hand together. And, I'll pick up on this theme a little bit more later when we get into the movie stuff, but like, yeah. I don't like that, you know, like, Oh, it's animated. It's gotta be for kids. And I think that does come from a lot of the U S anyway, right. our exposure to animation does come from Disney and those movies are marketed directly to children. Yeah. Right. They can be viewed by anybody, obviously, but their target audience is younger. Hmm. <sighs> Excuse very young. So the, the kind of association that you make is oh, animation equals kid. And, you know, we've touched on before with some of the Japanese uh, movies anyway, that that is definitely not true. 
Uh, some of the themes are heavy, right? And so that's that's another thing where, again, I don't know why you can't search animation. What's the matter with you? Amazon, you have billions of dollars. Add a function to where I can search videos with multiple tags. What is the matter with you? Every other website, you can filter by multiple criteria. <laughs> Not Amazon movies. Nope. Only you will get TV show, movie, drama, foreign, comedy, kid. It's like it. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I got to say, um, mine that I want, uh, I, was there any... Uh, any other uh, opening statements on on that? Because I'm I'm 100 in agreement that it's really frustrating. Yeah, I don't think Aaron. Do you have anything else to add before we dive in? Because I, 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 I saw what movie Colin watched, and oh my I, uh, lord, that's definitely not a child movie. So <laughs> I know with with a lot of movies, or at least animated. I can always, oh, well, sometimes I'm like, I'm 30 years old, I'm an adult, and then I can sit and binge watch, like, Family Guy for, like, you know, 12 hours. Um, for me, like, animation and, like, films, a lot of it did stem from um, Disney and being a part of that, you know, global market of stuff. There, There's been a lot of times especially recently for me of when I'm like searching for something I, I've been able to find some like weird more adult or catered to more adult themed animation series um Amazon has I mean it, I guess it's still kind of in that market of like superhero genre um <clears throat> Amazon has really catered to or kind of following uh, like the justice uh, or the DC kind of universe where they're kind of going for more gritty kind of animation. They're going for more things that, you know, a, a broader audience. And one of those that I watched recently was an animated um, superhero movie that was related to, or geared more towards adults. So for me finding stuff, um, but, but the, a lot of those are U S made though. So it's a little different. Well, yeah. And, but if, you notice that, Movie doesn't have an animation tag on Amazon. Mm -hmm. It's just like action only. So if you're looking specifically for animation, apparently we're the only three people in the world that do this. Uh, You can't find it. Uh, Aaron, also, that's another good point I want to mention just briefly. You would think with the fact that South Park is over 20 years old at this point, Uh people would kind of think about like, oh, animation's not just for children. (laughs) Right? Like, (laughs) you would think that. But no, that stereotype and stigma like really follows it hard. To where where, like, I've talked to people and they're like, oh, it's animated? That's not like a real movie. You're like, wait a minute. What? I don't... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I it it really is tough because um, you can do so many things with it, and I know we've kind of mentioned things like Grave of the Fireflies um, and telling or other very serious or you know even more R-rated films using uh, uh, animation, um, but just like the breadth of stories, like it's just a medium with which to tell these stories. It's not. 
yeah limited exactly teddy bears you know well and the medium is so incredibly versatile right you can do so many different things with animation like interesting stuff and like i'm going to come on to some of that later but i just kind of want to set that table like the stuff that you can do and like the creativity that you can come like come up with just because you literally have like unlimited it's not like you have a special effects budget it's not like you have to like you know do all this crazy stuff for like back in the 80s when it was all like live action so it's like you can just draw it you know what i mean like these people are so talented like they can draw anything. <laughs> that was that was a big thing with like this is just an example just because I I got wanted to watch it but my brain was like yeah probably not of like the um, Starship Trooper series. And so you know the movies there's like twenty of them now they oh, yeah. they switch to animation because they're like oh well yeah a lot of people haven't really been watching our movies and some of these movies even though they're pretty low budget CGI they're still being like. They're still relatively expensive. So what if we switch to more an animated audience? That way we can pump out more movies um, at a lower budget. And some yeah. of them that they they come out have come out with have been haven't been like too terrible. Um, but they've they've just been popular with a certain kind of audience. That's like, hey, this is what I like, and it's easy to make. So <laughs> the ones that already like Starship Troopers, that's who is popular yes. with. Like, yes. you know? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, but yeah, like you can you can really explore and do really creative and like interesting things. And and like you said, if it's a live action movie, some of those things are not possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you have to do it like crazy computer CGI, and you can do all mm-hmm. stuff. And it's all crazy. But if you're animating it even even computer animating right that you just draw it and it's just like crazy stuff and and that kind of goes into the movies that i watched like it brings that uh, out of it so i just want to set that table um to come back to later yeah yeah well i i think that uh there's a lot of jumping off points there, but I'll, I'll go ahead and start so we can maybe end on some high notes. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Oh boy. <laughs> so I, uh, my search entitled um, just Googling for like top 20 lists or top 10 lists of. Also, I think the small spoilers, all the movies that you guys said you watched were on the list. So I think we all read the same list and luckily picked different <laughs> movies. Yeah. Well, and I tried to, uh, uh, what I tried to do was not read anything about what I was clicking. I was hearkening back yeah. to our random anime generated yeah. thing. I was looking at titles. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was just looking at titles. I didn't look at anything about the videos or movies. And I kind of wish maybe I would have, you know, read a synopsis or something. Uh, <laughs> I So lots of thoughts about this movie. Um, I watched the 2009 Waltz with Bashir. Um, it is an Israeli animated film depicting a the 1982 Lebanon War. Now, what is very oh. key, what is no what is v- extremely key to this and and it is mind boggling. This is actually a documentary. Whoa! What? Okay, but ready for this? Yeah. The the um <clears throat> the director Ari Fullman took part in the 1982 Lebanon war 
And the creation of this film was a way to recapture memories that he had actually blocked out from that time period and was trying to grapple with and understand with why he was having these reoccurring nightmares. This was like therapy for him. So this is actually therapy for him. And he previously produced no animated films before. And what's really cool about this, you're talking about techniques. It, um, a lot of people yeah. said this looked rotoscoped and that's where you do the 3d projection uh, or you project onto a glass pane and you paint over it yeah. and it creates artificial depth. No, <laughs> he used, he used a combination of Adobe flash cell cuttings and three and 3d animation to create this. So whoa, it, it, the whole thing is set to be very dark. Um, and, and again, it's, Clearly, <laughs> it's 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 an actual documentary. So it's it's walking through conversations that he has, interviewing other friends or people that he gets in contact with about the the 1982 Lebanon War and his interview with them as he pieces together. And what's amazing is that many of the soldiers that he interviews through this process almost talk about being moved through a dream sequence as they're coping with the horrors that they're watching. And he's able to animate wow. those, that process, that process. And what, Whoa. and, and so <laughs> what you, Oh no, it, it is absolutely. I was going to say that combination that you talked about there of how he animated, I bet that really adds to that kind of like dream esque quality of kind of like, it is surreal almost where it it's, you know, you can sell, you can, I can almost like feel somebody kind of like grasping at that. Right. Yeah. Cause it's always so surreal. Right. Like right. he's trying to take these, these literal dreams. So it opens with a pack of rabid hungry dogs running down the streets. And I mean, these are emaciated. They've got glowing eyes and they run through the street, knocking people and stuff over and they stop outside of a window and they look up and they're barking. And it's this guy looking down at them. That's the opening sequence. Then it cuts to that oh, guy geez. talking to Ari going, I have the same dream. It's 26 dogs running down the street at me and they're barking me and they're telling me that I need to go out there so they can tear me apart. And he's like, how do you know it's Whoa. 26 and not 30? Whoa. How do you know? And the, and the guy goes, when we used to invade villages, the dogs would always bark and alert that we were coming and the people would escape. And my job was to shoot the dogs before they could bark. And I remember every 26 oh. that I had to shoot. Whoa. And, and that's, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh. And then Ari Fullman is actually playing Holy himself in the cow. film, interviewing these people. And what he did is. They oh, recorded, for real? Yeah. So they recorded it over a 90 minute. And oh my it down gosh. To 90 minute. They recorded it initially in a 90 minute soundstage with him interviewing people. And then they took that and split it and made the um, storyboard out of that and then added in the um, uh, music and the sound effects on top of that. So it's actually this, these conversations that they're animating on top of as he's interviewing oh, wow. generals and as he's interviewing, you know, other people. And, and the, the story is building because the guy that he talks to, his name is Boaz, and he's going, Ari, oh, do you ever think about this? And Ari's going, no, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. 
And then over the course of time, Ari starts to have these flashes and these memories. And he's trying to grasp at this one. And he's like, I don't understand why I can't figure out what this is. And it's the self-discovery process. Yeah. As he's interviewing people from all different angles. discovering what he's blocked out already. Right. Wow. And so here's the thing. It keeps building up. And in the background, you keep hearing about this massacre that happened. And it's the Sabra and Shatila massacre that happened in Beirut. Keep hearing about this thing happening. Uh-huh. And it's building. And I got to tell you, the soundscape that they built for this was <clears throat> designed by a minimalist techno guy. And so there's, there's these periods where there's this huge driving bass but this airy kind uh-huh. of waltzy music on top. And it, it just creates this big discordance as you're going through because Ari's trying to figure this out and trying to understand why things aren't adding up. And it turns out that, and this, again, this is all real. Okay. <laughs> and this yeah. is the part where, um, where I, this movie is really intense and um, I wasn't expecting to watch a war documentary um, or cry uh, when I watched this. Uh, it, he's trying to figure out what's going on with this massacre and why he can't remember that night because he, he's like, I remember every um, leave that I had and I remembered everything. And he's interviewing psychologists and they're animating these interviews where she's like, oh, well, I interviewed somebody from this war and I said, how did you make it through? And he was like, well, it, I just was like I was on holiday. And he psychologically, this person, viewed everything like he was behind the camera just taking pictures and it was kind of fun and then one day they came into where they had all of the thoroughbred arab uh, arabian horses that were all slaughtered and it broke his camera it thrust him into that reality and he couldn't cope anymore and so yeah, you're trying to figure too out much. what what's going on here well ari <clears throat> is describing this massacre and he's interviewing these generals and these people and it turns out that they evacuated these refugee camps and told everybody, come with us and you'll live. Um, well, oh, no. we know how that goes. And they yeah, did this nonstop, right? And this, um, this Christian Falange groups, militia groups, were hired by the, um, uh, uh, by the armed forces um, to come in uh, uh, hold on, I lost the track here. I'm trying to check my notes. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> uh, it's a lot. Oh, the yeah. yeah, so the Israel is the Israeli forces had hired the Christian Falange militia group to come in and do their dirty work, and they released this militia group into these camp of Palestinians, and um, oh wow, and just kind of like sat back and were like, well, we we didn't do anything, and there they had yeah. Like, they, it was intentionally designed what they call them circles. So the first circle was the ones who were actually doing the killing. And then the second and third circles were the ones who were supporting them, who weren't actually getting their hands dirty. The Christian Falange militia was in the first circle. No Israelis were in that first circle. They were all in the second and third. Yeah. They didn't even know what was going yeah. on. Aries, um, Ari wow. Fullman's mom and dad survived Auschwitz. And is the Israelis and the, uh, of that descent were struggling with the role that the people, the standing by, people who were on standing by contributed to the, the Holocaust, right? Turns out that Ari was in the yeah. second circle and his job was at nighttime 
to shoot flares into the sky so the Christian uh, Falange militia could go from door to door. And he basically equated himself with the secondary and tertiary circles of of Auschwitz and of that genocide. And that's why I blocked it out. I'm just a guard. I don't do nothing. Exactly. Right. I didn't know what was going on. They just and they would literally say, hey, um, we're evacuating all these people. Uh, We need you to uh, light the sky so they can see. Yeah. And they just did what they were told. And the the old I'm just following orders. Right. And he he had found himself in that. Right. Doing the exact same thing of these atrocities that they would still not recovered from previously. And, um, and, and of all these things that were going on. And so he, that's what he finally figures out of this. And the last scene is when they, when they finally stopped the massacre going on inside, they t- just basically released the women back in and said, okay, fine, go home. And then they left. And oh, um, the, the general um, for the guys who were in the secondary circle was like, no, we're going in with them. And so they're, they're, you're walking in and you're, you hear, he's, he's animating the women going in and you hear the sound of wailing and screaming as they're going into their houses. Yeah. And like, I, <laughs> I, um, I almost didn't make it through this part. And because as it's animating, it's doing a, a camera flyover through the screen and you're passing women and children from the back and it fades from animated into an actual video. The foot real footage oh, of these people who are going back in. And the reason the soundscape was so disturbing is because it's the real sound of the people finding their loved ones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And you're left with going. Yeah. You ask a bunch of questions. Who's to blame? Who could have stopped it? Right. And that's why many people block that out. And the title waltz with Bashir is, is a, a play where Bashir was the president of, of, of Lebanon. And he was the one that all of the Lebanese forces had rallied around. And he was actually assassinated during this time period and was made to be that martyr, right? The history book. And, and it's this, it's this play of like, of the, of Israel and, uh, Lebanon waltzing basically in battle through this process. Um, and it's also this, this waltz in, in my mind, this waltz of Ari Fulman dancing around the truth and trying to figure out what, what actually happened. Right. And yeah. always dancing and always flirting and it never actually finishing because you're still left with this. Just going to keep going around and around. Dang man. <laughs> so <laughs> beyond, beyond the, the subject matter, this movie was gorgeous to watch. I cannot get over how beautiful these scenes were put together. And there's truly, in my mind, 
literally no other way to have got this um to put together the dreamscapes uh it layered on top of what's going on because if you tried to do an actual documentary right you couldn't show the dreamscapes right you couldn't do this and it's actually like at some points you're going okay is this the dream or is this reality as we're moving in between these things and moving between perspective as well Uh, just brilliantly done i was blown away um totally unprepared for it mind you like (laughs) (laughs) yeah who's prepared for that good gravy but just just drawn in as you're trying to figure out what happened why can't you and it's focused on airy holman but it's it's really not because his he's a larger his story is a small piece of this larger larger story right yeah Yeah. and i'm learning a lot about this war that i had no idea went on yeah right i only vaguely (laughs) recall that that was a thing that happened right that's like a it's like an and normally that just gets like an annotation right like there was a war in 1982 between israel and lebanon that's it. That's that's most of what you get. At least here in the in the United States, that's our perspective. Uh, at least mine, right from that. Like it was something I'm vaguely aware of, but like I have I have absolutely no idea about the details. Right? I don't. So dang man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you know, and and he's he actually interviews. You know, he's interviewing real people, and he's he's doing this. It's very. You know, some of the people he he recast with voices because they either weren't comfortable with doing this or whatever. Yeah. But it, they're real conversations, they're real things that happen and and told in this story. Um, and I just, yeah, it was uh, beyond because <clears throat> it's just culminating, right? Just like you don't have it, you don't have this, but it, yeah. there's almost literal drums in the background, just the slow, steady beat of the story. Yeah crescendoing right yeah crescendoing right up until he gets that realization of exactly what happened and then it shows that scene and then it shows him because and it's yeah it's yeah because he yeah yeah i i i recommend you (laughs) you you gird your loins and just watch it like i kind of ruined it for the ending there but uh, you can watch it and and you can be spoiler cast we'll call this But it's something that you can definitely watch and just, you know, like, again, be caught up in, and, and you're, you're knowing that it's real. Like that's whenever all of a sudden I had, I had to pause it right when it started. Cause I was like, wait a minute, like this seems kind of weird the way this is going. And then as soon as I was like, I saw a documentary, I stopped reading and I kept watching. And in my back of my it's mind, like, I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, oh no. And I found out that this is the fifth highest grossing rated R anime film ever. Wow. <laughs> yes. Dang. So. Uh, some, has some heavy stuff right there. It's, it's, <laughs> it's banned crazy. in a few countries in case you didn't. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't know. Uh, yeah. I wonder which ones that could be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no. <laughs> so. Wow. Anyway, I genuinely enjoyed it. Um I it was uh it was a lot, but I uh appreciated it. That's cool though. Dang. All right, I don't know how to follow that. 
So <laughs> we're going to jump in with a little segue. Now, uh, <clears throat> I ended up watching uh, two movies again because I'm an overachiever. I couldn't pick between two of them, mostly because I couldn't decide which one I want to watch. And then I watched the first one and I was kind of like, eh. And so I watched the second one and it was better. So I'm going to tell you about both of them. I'll tell you about my journey through animation. Uh, the one that I started with. The focal point of this one was I watched something called The Secret of Kells. Uh, Also 2009, weirdly. Uh, And it is from Ireland. So it's directed by a guy named Tom Moore. Uh, So it's pretty interesting. Uh, Stylistically, it's very different (laughs) from uh, Collins movie. This movie is it's very whimsical. Right? It's like uh, early like I don't I don't know if there's a year placed on this movie, but it's like kind of like migration era Ireland. Right? It's kind of where we are here. So it's like real early Ireland. Um like ninth or tenth century probably. So but it's really this whimsical, like two D animation. Like the the character models kind of remind me it took me a long time to figure this out, but like of like, you know, the Disney movie, the legend of Hercules or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like their proportions and how their bodies are shaped. They kind of remind me of that style, but it's 2d hmm. kind of like this flat 2d animation style. So it's really pretty. And then the, <clears throat> they interweave a lot. Like when they get out into like the forest, there's a lot of like Celtic imagery, like in the trees and it's all this like, pretty light and all this stuff so um you really get kind of that contrast um so it's about a, a, an abbey right it called it's kells abbey in ireland right i guess and uh there's so there's a little kid his name is brennan brendan and there's an abbot uh and the abbot because <laughs> the abbot character distracts me a lot um because he is Talking about voice actors that catch you, right? Um, it, it, he's voiced by Brendan Gleeson, aka the guy that plays Mad Eye Mooney in the Harry Potter movies. Jeez, oh, <laughs> so, hey. he's the guy that plays Alistair Mooney. So like, he's like sitting there talking and yelling, and you're like, ah, it's guy. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> That's it's awesome. fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, it's really funny. So it kind of catches you off guard once in a while. <laughs> you, you're like he's talking. You're like, oh wait, it's not him. So they like live in this remote medieval outpost in Ireland, and uh, the abbot is like super strict, and he's like, they're they're they they're, they've heard about the raids of the Northmen, right? Hmm. <clears throat> That's where we are. So the, the the Vikings are about, and so the abbot is obsessed with building this giant wall encircling the abbey to protect everybody <clears throat> well um in the abbey there's like the writers and the artists the illuminators right and they talk about like the famous books and everything and apparently there's a book that's like the most beautiful illuminated book in the world and the guy that did it is like the guy that started it is like super famous and he was the best illustrator and the, the guy that currently has it is a master and he's so amazing well, that guy ends up coming to the Abbey. Uh, his name is... Wait for it. Aiden. Yes. <clears throat> and he has a cat named Panger, which is exciting. Um, he comes to the Abbey, and he's the Abbot's old friend. 
from a long time ago. Um, and where the abbot is like all stern and like brooding, Aiden's like very free spirit. He's like a very artsy guy, right? He's an yeah. old guy. <clears throat> He's got like super long white hair and everything and his cat. And so uh, he, Brendan is kind of torn between like wanting to listen to the abbot and cause abbot's his uncle, right. To protect him. Um, but he also is super interested in like, the arts and he wants to be an illustrator so he kind of hangs out with aiden and so he's kind of torn between this so aiden's like all right man i'll teach you because he this kid's real creative he draws on a little chalkboard and stuff and like he's talking there's some parts where he's like narrating his thoughts and he's like drawing on a slate board but everything's like moving and coming to life you know to show his really vivid imagination so it's pretty cool little part (laughs) so the aiden's like yo go out to the forest you know, come with me out to the forest and we'll find these berries from an oak tree, which I think those are called acorns, but whatever. Um, <laughs> maybe not in Ireland. Maybe they, maybe, maybe not in Ireland. Uh, maybe they have berries and then, um, different kind of oak tree, maybe. Uh, and they, they make the best ink. So come with me. Mm-hmm. And Brendan's all like, I can't, I'll get in trouble. I can't go. Well, at night he decides to like go anyway. So he like sneaks out early morning. He's like, yeah, it's that fine. I'll be okay. And he gets out there and he's like, actually, I don't even know what an oak tree looks like because he doesn't ever leave the abbey because his uncle won't let him out. So he's like going around the woods with the cat sneaks out with him, right? He's sort of lost and he gets chased by some wolf things. And then he is saved by this like woods fairy spirit person named Ashling. This little girl. She's like this like bright fairy she's like bounding around she's all like what are you doing in my woods weirdo and so they kind of start developing this dynamic she helps him find the the berries and all this and then uh they spend all day in the woods and he discovers like a dark place where a dark evil lives and then she like makes him go away whatever he goes back to the abbey uh he gets in trouble he gets like locked in the tower and then like she helps him escape and they like do this quest for like the, the illustrator says I would teach you more of my skill, but I lost the little magnifying glass lens thing that, that the old illuminator guy passed down to me and he has a vision and he goes on this, he goes out into the woods to find another one, whatever. But like he does this whole ordeal. He conquers his fears in this deep wood in the dark of where the, the deep evil thing lives or whatever. And uh, he goes back. Cool. He kind of learns about it. And then like, you know, so he kind of gets some help from Ashling a little bit. They kind of have this dynamic. And then, then, then the Northmen come. Dun, dun, dun. And then like they attack the Abbey and nothing the Abbot did was, was good enough. And they just destroyed his wall and the gate and they killed a bunch of people. And, he thought they killed Brendan, but Brendan like escaped with Aiden and the cat and they bounded off through the woods and Ashling helped them escape. And then like, and then the movie is like almost over. You're like, wait, what? I don't know. <laughs> so there's like, this is a, a movie where kind of like it, once you get to that point, it just goes like, it does these really cool animation panels and there's all these really cool, they do this really cool thing all the time where there's like three panels on the screen and 
the people move from one to the other and it kind of shows them moving through different spaces whether in the abbey well the last one it's like through all of a sudden it's like as time passes you're like what that's it that's all i get nothing nothing else time passes all of a sudden i guess aiden is dead the cat's still alive for some reason and brendan is older and he goes he he finishes the book he's done it's all finished and he goes back to the abbey and he meets his uncle and his uncle's all decrepit and sad i could never save brenda and i could never and he's like yo i'm here bro what's up <laughs> and he shows him the book and then the movie's over and you're like what, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's like no closure with Ashling, right? The, he like sees her on the way and he's like, hey, but that's it. There's no like, <laughs> there's no closure with that storyline. There's no real closure with the other storyline. He just like shows him the book and it's so beautiful. His uncle cries and then like the credits roll. You're like, what? Oh, All right. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, man, I don't, I don't say this very often. But this movie could be 20 minutes longer, right? <laughs> it's only like a little over an hour. The runtime is an hour and 15, but that's like to end credits. So it's like an hour and 10 minutes. Wow. Like this needs to be a 90 minute movie because there's so much stuff. that's like, it's really well fleshed out until the Vikings come and attack them. And then it's just like over. They just go with the end time past. Like, wait. <laughs> Come on, man. What? <laughs> How bizarre. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, but they do. And and there's no closure with the story either, because like in the beginning, it kind of I kind of felt like they were trying to go for like the. Because Aiden was talking about like, oh, we can't. We can't only live in the Abbey. We have to be out and experience nature because the beauty of the world comes from nature. And he's talking about like the illustrations in the books, those old illuminated books. A lot of them are based in nature, right? Cause that's where the beauty is. And there's some parts at the beginning where he's like, Brendan is out. He like sneaks out of the Abbey and him and Ashling are like hanging out in the woods and he's practicing his art and he's showing her, and it's like the vines on a tree and these like beautiful spiral patterns and like the beautiful nature patterns. Right. And she's a little wood fairy. So she thinks it's like super awesome and she loves it and everything. <clears throat> I don't even think she saw the finished book. I was, he didn't even bother to show her. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> what? Come on, man. What, what is this? Don't understand. Nothing. <laughs> There's no closure anywhere. Come on. That's crazy. Yeah, it was so weird. And again, it's this really like whimsical and kind of like you were talking about, like this story really works in animation. Yeah. Because you can capture like the whimsy and kind of the beauty and the patterns of nature in certain ways. And and then you get the really stark, like the Vikings are animated. They're basically just black outlines with like menacing eyes. That's kind of it, right? They're really austere. And when they show up, it's like black and red only. Like the color palette's very different. And inside the abbey is all like gray, but then like outside in the woods is all these really like bright and vibrant colors, you know? Uh and then like it just is over. You're like, what 
I I audibly said out loud like, wait, that's it. There's no more. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so I really feel like the first over half of the story was executed very well, mm. and then it just sort of stopped. And I was like, oh, well, dang it. And I was upset. So that is actually why I watched the second movie. Okay. Yeah. Because no, <laughs> the first one was just so like, meh. Yeah. Okay. So what's this? Uh, what's the second one? Do you want me to do my second one now? I wait to the end. Uh. Well, I don't have a second one. So. Okay. Well, I'll just do it real. I'll do this. I'll do this one much faster. Sure. Okay. Uh, but the second one I watched is called A Cat in Paris. Okay. Uh, and it's a French. It's a French animated movie. Ta-da. Uh, and it's a much more interesting. Uh, basically, the rundown is there's a cat, and by day he lives with this little girl Zoe and her mom. Uh-huh. Uh, but by night he lives with uh, this guy who's like a cat burglar, <laughs> and he like goes out cat burgling with him. <laughs> it's really hilarious. <laughs> it's really fantastic. So it's like a the dual life of this cat, and he like goes out. That's wonderful. <laughs> it's kind of cool right uh and then there's this whole like you get wrapped up in this like subplot of like the mom it turns out the mom is actually a police superintendent like special investigator person <laughs> and like so this whole subplot gets cut it's not what you think like she starts investigating the burglaries but then it ties into like there's this like crazy mobster dude that like murdered her husband who was also a police officer and like he gets tied up in there. And then like the crazy cat burglar guy turns out like he's not really a, like he's not the bad guy. He just steals stuff. So like he actually saves the girl from this crazy mobster guy. And it's like (laughs) the cat's helping and like, (laughs) I love this. (laughs) It's pretty good. Uh, It's only like an hour. Nice. Like the pacing is really good. And it's like really fast, and like it actually has an ending that's good, right? Like <laughs> it, it it has a it has a full story arc where it doesn't just like it's not just like and it's over. You're like what? Wait, no, come back! I don't. Know. I'm not done yet. <laughs> I'm not done yet. Stop it! So yeah, they go on this like little run through Paris and the girl and the cat and this burglar guy trying to save the day. It's very interesting. But yes, the basic the basic idea is house cat by day, cat burglar by night. Uh, it's very... <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? There's some other like sub stuff that I won't go too far because I talked about the other one most, but I liked oh. this one much better. Uh, I like it a lot more. So I, I guess the Legend of Kells was like one of the first ones this guy did. So he's done some other ones that look good. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch this at some point. But like this one, I really, the first one, like I've written the, the Legend of Kells, again, the animation's really good. It's really whimsical. The story is just like, meh. Well, and it came up on, like- whereas the Cat in Paris, I feel is like a much more complete package. You've got like the... The animation is really beautiful. It's more 3D style, right? But it's really kind of this, it's very unique looking, right? Just the way that they draw people, kind of capture Paris is very interesting. Oh, and they, one part that's really awesome that they do is they're like, he's sneaking in to get something, right? Yeah. And he cuts the wires. He cuts the, the power. The cat burglar dude, whose name I forgot. <clears throat> uh, he cuts the power 
And so it goes from being like normal animated to it's completely black screen and everybody's just a white chalk outline. And that's showing him like sneaking through the house. Oh, I love that. <laughs> like cat burglaring through the, the way that they snap up the animation style and when the lights go off is it's so good. It like fits the scene perfectly because you can see the people like walk into the drawer to get the flashlight and then like behind them he's like sneaking he's like very acrobatic right so he's like slinking through the scene like with the cat like going upstairs to get the thing yeah. oh that's hilarious <laughs> it's, I, that's it's so, cool. so good yeah. so like some of the ways that they use animation to tell the story in that movie are are really interesting right like yeah. they're really cool like the way they play with the medium and kind of do that stuff for like a chase scene and for like some of the big shots they do are really interesting so I liked that one much better. Uh, again, Legend of Kill is all right, except for the story stopped and there wasn't more. So, well, that's that's interesting because that one was came up on a lot of lists that I saw that was like highly recommended. Of like, you must watch this one. Yeah, whatever. Right? And I don't so know why. Interesting. I don't know. I must have missed something. I guess because like I just feel it. I just didn't feel very satisfied. Yeah. By the ending, especially because there's no, I think it, it put me off greatly because there was no closure with the Ashley character hmm. because she's such a pivotal part of the story at the beginning. Right? She helps him learn about the woods. She invites him to come back. She helps him with the tower. She does the stuff. And then he just like leaves. She like helps him escape yeah. when the Vikings come, but they're like, so we're talking again after that. Like he knows that she's there because she makes her presence known whenever he comes back. But like, there's no like moment of like, oh yes, there's a there's like there's no closure. It's just sort of left in the air. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, so it's it's really weird. Again, uh, if we're if we're going by. Uh, Side note, uh, Legend of Kells would be more child-friendly, I guess. It's, like, darker. Some of the Vikings look a little... If you're really young, you'd be like, oh my gosh, that was scary. But, like, Cat and Paris is totally just an adult movie with, like, some of the language the gangsters use. Like, oh, yeah, it's not it's not for kids, for sure. So if you're going to watch this with children, <laughs> no, that is not one. Do you want to have around? Well, it is, you can watch it in French, though, so they won't even know, probably. But, like, I guess... <laughs> Until they're reading. Yeah. So they read the captions like, hey, what what did that guy say? Like, they know what about it. Never mind. Oh. I did, of course, watch it in French because it makes it better. But uh, well, yeah. Yeah. So I watched those two. I was I was just again, I wanted to like the legend of or the secret of I keep calling it the legend. It's the secret of kills because I really thought it was really pretty and it was set up to be such a good story. And the end was just like, Meh. So, <laughs> I was just really put off by the ending. Like I, I didn't like the way it ended. Yeah, I mean that's, I guess that's barely yeah. it. Yeah, but it's interesting that again, like the so again, just the the depth of the width of I guess I don't know the, the man, my brain just completely broke there. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, the how that medium can be stretched so wide and cover you know the different animation styles, and then again, but it's come down to story, right? If the story's not good, yeah, I don't really want to. Yeah, 
right? Like, I'd watch Cat and Paris again tomorrow, but I don't think I'd probably watch The Secret of Kells again. Like, <laughs> okay. Nice. It just put me off to the end. I was like, whatever, man. I don't I guess stop a movie like that. Come on. Because <laughs> I was like, the whole time I was like, man, that got a lot to do. The movie's almost over. And it yeah. just was over. It's like, wait, they did it. What? He's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, at that point, they were, they were kind of like, man, we have a lot to do. We need to get this movie to wrap up. <laughs> anyway, we're just going to stop here. Like, yeah. no, okay. why? Uh, we're done. Okay. Yeah. So it was a choice they made. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There was my uh, two that I snuck through there. There you go. I love it. Okay. So, Aaron. Aaron. Uh, well, so, mine was a bit different. The The movies that I picked, uh, again, were from a list of animated films, but one of the, I mean, I've seen both of them. I've seen all the ones that I, that I have um, picked. I want to take the movies that I've seen and watch them more as an adult because I don't remember, you know, I last seen these movies like what, 10 years ago, maybe more than that. And so I kind of wanted more of like an adult look at these films because when I was younger, I always saw them as like, oh, cartoon. I just never really thought of like the quote unquote deeper meaning behind it. Uh, so the first movie um, is Triplets of Belleville or, uh, <clears throat> Also known as Les Triplettes de Belleville, um, which is a ah, French beautiful. film from 2003. Um, it is listed as a comedy musical. Uh, it, a lot of these the movies that come out, I always, for some reason, get tied up in looking at like the Rotten Tomato score and a Metacritic. Um, and just so my my own personal feelings, um, this is one of like the highest rated animated films. Um, yeah, it has a 94 in Rotten Tomato. Um, which is more than I can say than one of the other ones that I got, that I got here. Um, <laughs> I so love this it, movie. It's, it's pretty much like a silent film, essentially. I I would not have been able to tell you the names of the characters without subtitles and or looking up at like the wiki page, basically. So the, the format of the film, uh, just just for me, like copying and pasting. Um, Animated film follows elderly French woman, Madame Souza, uh, as she becomes involved in international entry when her grandson, whose name is Champion, uh, a pro cyclist, is kidnapped and taken abroad during the Tour de France. Um, joined by her faithful dog, Bruno, Souza embarks on a journey to find Champion uh, and stumbles across an unlikely allies in the form of three sisters. Um, for the veterans of the kind of you know 1920s um, song and dance era, um, tracking down champion uh, champions criminal captors, the quartet of old women use their wits to try to win the day. Now, when I was younger, this <laughs> was th- th- so this when I was younger, this film was basically you know old lady you know trains her grandson to to be a cyclist. He gets kidnapped and gets put into a some show, and he goes and rescues them. Um, apparently there's whole like a sub thing underneath it of like, oh, he's kidnapped by the mob to be used as kind of like an indoor racehorse for like gambling bets. And it's, it's like a deeper meaning about family because, um, during, during it, it's pretty much like, oh, she's focused on, 
you know, getting him trained for cycling because that's what he loves and training, training, training. And then it, it, the way that he is drawn and animated, you can kind of see like, oh, he literally looks like a horse. Like he is being trained and groomed just to be a cyclist, aka just a racehorse. And so the, this whole film plays out of, the, of her in this journey of, you know, trying to track him down. And then she, she meets up with, with the sisters who, when the movie starts, it's definitely kind of got like that 1920s, 1930s, like animation, like really wiggly, um, drawn design as, as far as, you know, like, from like the older cartoons of Mickey Mouse, like everything's like really wiggly. Everything's really kind of like silly. Um, and then it plays into, I guess, quote unquote, modern day France. Of where everything is is very bright and colored, but everything's still kind of very rigid, um, and so that that's kind of the world that you're in, and then you see this relationship again. There is hardly any words spoken. It's either via like the radio or like the TV or something going on in the background. Like the main characters don't talk like at all, and so that's how I would have never have guessed. <laughs> any of these people's names if I hadn't looked it up or if the captains weren't on. Um, it's it, it's a very different film than anything I've ever seen. Like when I was, especially when I was younger, because I was like, oh, it's a cartoon movie. Um, it, it's very, it's never, it never gets like a dark point because it's always very like cheerful, um, sort of, throughout the whole film. It's something that I never expected. Like there's one famous scene that, one of the sisters, she's going out, which you're assuming to fish. Like she's got a net, she's got an umbrella, she's got a chair. She goes out to like a pond or something, and she literally takes out a grenade and chucks it in the water, and then boom, all these frogs jump out. She catches the frogs, and that's what they have for dinner. And <laughs> when I watched that, okay. then to when I watched it, like because I watched it today when I was at work, like I, it, it just get, it just made me like really giggly. Like, oh, that's not what you expect. That's so cool. Um. So it, it's just uh, what kind of Colin said earlier, you know, the French love their film and the French absolutely love this film because it's kind of that French architect, that French style, that French, you know, pizzazz that's put into it. That's not like any other animated shows, especially on my list that, that look like that or act like that or feel like that. Um, it's supposed to transport you back into a very kind of like older world. Uh, of of kind of you know aesthetic but still very pleasing um as far as budget this movie had a budget of 9.5 million dollars and at the box office paid 14.8 million dollars so it did really well um and so and this is also kind of like i don't know if it was like the biggest or kind of one of those like films that it was kind of like co-produced in like france the uk belgium and canada it's had like a wide range of mm. of influences, but it, it, it's it's just a really fun movie. And if if you just want like a very simple, enjoyable movie to watch, this would be a very good movie, um, uh, a good animated movie to just sit just sit down and be like, "Wait, what am I watching? Oh, this is very enjoyable." So, um, sweet. That, that's my first one. Um, I I. I kind of went down the rabbit hole on this one. I didn't, I didn't mean to. Um, I haven't watched this movie in forever, but I kind of just wanted to enjoy talking about it um, because it kind of did a spinoff of like 
other movies or other movies really influenced that or especially the books influenced. So the next one is, uh, uh, Watership Down, 1978. Um, apparently John Hurt is a voice as one of the rabbits. Um, really? Yeah, he's in that. He's in a lot of these weird, um, huh. UK animated films from like the early 70s and 80s. Uh, right. yeah, there you go. <laughs> and so basically there's some world where the rabbits have like this weird, um, religion and one rabbit sees like this vision of everyone dying and so they're like we have to escape the war and, and it's basically like their journey trying to find like a new home but it is extremely dark um, and very not at all what I was expecting especially when I was younger um, also if anyone's very like you know if you're, if you're ever just sitting there like I want a sad movie to watch this and Plague Dogs are a perfect film to watch. Um, <laughs> my gosh. So, very depressing. Very like, oh, it's bunnies. No, there's death and blood and fur. Um, in it, so it, it's, it's, it's a very British film, which that was one commenter's thing that I found. It's like, <laughs> dude, this is a very British film. Because it, it doesn't care about your feelings. Um, it doesn't care about, you know, like, oh, cute, fuzzy animals. No, death, fur. Um, and then that I, I I found that movie or refound that movie. Then Plague Dogs, and then the nineteen seventy or nineteen sixty four animated film of the of Animal Farm, which is also very depressing. Um, so it, it just it just spiraled. Um, the other film, and this was one that I, especially when I was younger, like I wanted to enjoy, but every time I try to watch it now, I'm like, just turn off. Um, was uh, Kina. The Prophecy is a 2003 French-Canadian CGI animated fantasy film. Um, the some of the English actors are actually like very, or the, yeah, the, the English um, voiceovers are actually you know pretty well-known people. Apparently, like Kristen Dunst is in this movie. Apparently, um, it, it came out in 2003 in France, and 2004 in the United States. <laughs> From uh, my Triplets of Belleville, ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie got a seven on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, <laughs> wow, the extremes! It's it's kind of like this this alternate universe, universe Earth that like an alien ship crashes and then out sprouts this like gigantic life tree and there's like these weird humanoid inhabitants that live just in this tree and they can't go, they can't climb up or down because there's these weird aliens. Are these weird like creatures that will eat them? Uh, but then like something in the spaceship starts to wake up, and then it's Kina, and she's trying to like you know discover herself and um, save her people. Um, the animation is terrible. The voice acting is terrible. Um, it's it, it's very like it looks cool, but if you just YouTube the um, uh, what is it called? Uh, not the intro. The trailer, like it's like, oh, that looks terrible. Uh, but it's a French film, technically, and so I, uh, I, I, I pulled it up, and I was like, man, this is, oh, this is why I don't watch it. Um, <laughs> and then kind of the last film that I always really enjoyed, uh, but apparently it's a, um, it's it counts as a UK film, but it was more produced in the United States. Um, it's it's the Thief and the Cobbler, nineteen ninety three. 
as a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Princess and a Shoemaker unite to save Baghdad by restoring three gold balls on the tallest, like, tower thing. Vincent Price voices the main bad guy, and Matthew Broderick voices the cobbler. So, if you want, like, a very, like, wonky film, because it's, the art style is definitely something that I've never seen before, because it's, like, when I pulled it up, and saw like a video clip and I was like, Oh, that's right. That's this movie. Cause that's how I remember it. just because it is just so unbelievably weird. Um, the, the budget was apparently like 28 million and the box office only got like 600,000 back. So I mean, it didn't do that great. Oh, oh no. it, it's bad. just, it is just a weird movie. Um, that I enjoyed it as a kid, and then like when I kind of watched it or tried to watch it like recently, I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm, yep." <laughs> um, definitely not something I expected. But if you, out of all of the movies, if you haven't seen a good international um, film, uh, I would highly recommend 100% The Triplets of Belleville. Just because it is just a pleasing to watch and just fun, and it's got a lot of weird humor in it um, that I didn't get when I was younger. Now that I'm older, I'm like, ah, that's funny. Um, so if if you want something just just enjoyable, trip the battle for sure. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Sometimes you just fall down those rabbit holes. It's okay. It's all right. No, yeah, no, no judging. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, it's productive, and we all actually finished our movie this time. Hooray! <laughs> I felt bad if I didn't because I felt like I was doing something wrong. Um, <laughs> True. But, so I uh, really enjoyed this uh, this challenge. Um, and I don't know if that's just because of the movie that I randomly picked or it, uh, was scratching, uh, a, an animated itch, uh, on me that I, that I needed that, you know, I can only watch, I mean, I can only watch so many Miyazaki so many times before you're like, okay, what else is there? Uh, well, yeah, you want to see something new and that, yeah, I agree. I felt the same way. I, I, even though I didn't like I didn't like wasn't in love with the first movie that I watched. Uh I did think it was f- fun and pretty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and it was just it, it was nice to see something that was different than the normal printed like the, the normal uh animated fare that I uh, that's easily more easily accessible, I guess. Or that I'm more familiar with, right? It was nice to see something outside the box, this different type of story, this different type of animation, yeah. and and these different creative ideas presented in through that medium, right? I, it was just, I agree, it was really fun. I really enjoyed this one too, uh, just just for all the kind of those similar reasons, right? Just, and the, you know, I always I'm always interested in looking for, like, you know, I guess maybe. Uh, trying to find like how the heck do I even find this? Like what do I, <laughs> like, what do I have to do? Like how do I even begin to discover what this means? Yeah. And it's not something I probably without this I would not have like gone out of my way to been like oh hey I should watch a foreign language animated film right I would like sure so <laughs> yeah 
Well, it's fun that, to do that. Yeah, and that, that's what it is. Makes the kind of searching like, part. Yeah, they're not very, they're not accessible like at all, and so you end up like trying to find the most accessible one to you. And I still, I mean, for me, I don't, I have to watch um, foreign films, language or uh, uh, films in a foreign language in their original language. I cannot do. Yeah, uh, dubbed over. They've got to. They've. I mean, I can, but I like to watch them in the original language, especially first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Luckily, one of mine was from Ireland, so it was just English with really heavy Irish accents. (laughs) So it's fine. I still had to have the subtitles on, but anyway, no, it wasn't that bad. It was. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't like super Gaelic, right? It was like (laughs) fine. (laughs) Maybe next time. Never know. Maybe. Well, I. Again, I really like this. Uh, we need to uh, take this and branch off and start doing and, and do do some more of these these as well, different genres because it's it's very good. I think so, or at least maybe like try to find other countries because we know we know that France is a well trodden animation hub, right? Yeah. Or at least we remembered that yes. uh, through halfway through this challenge. I did the same thing that you guys. It was like, oh yeah, they do that. <laughs> so <clears throat> maybe have to pin down some other ones because i do like the exploring other media from other countries just to see kind of what it offers so we'll, yeah. we will have to workshop it into some something similar like we did for some other ones so it was good to add to that i liked it yeah very good okay lots of good stuff. and the animated ones were shorter than the the one colin watched so the first <laughs> still i was handy through that yeah, it's fine. <laughs> the two uh, the two movies that i watched were shorter than that one movie put by itself so i <laughs> Yeah, no joke. The movie I watched, Walt with with uh, Bashir, its total runtime is halfway through how much of, of the other of the film that I watched from Bollywood. Okay, so like I oh my god, still. Done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all good though. Okay, good. Yes. Right, yes, we'll we'll keep doing these, and uh, we'll right. be back again next time. All right, sounds good. Okay, love you guys. Love, love you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>